0: Welcome to the Willow in the Windies with David Oram. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Yadley tried his best, but that won the test. They gave the crowd plenty fun, the second test on West Indies won. With
1: those little pals of mine. Hello and welcome to the Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean cricket podcast with me, David Oram. I'll be looking at the recent major cricket news stories in the region in the company of my good friend, the renowned West Indies cricket commentator, Joseph Reds Pereira. Greetings, Reds. How are you? Well,
0: a um, little lack of sleep after a fairly late night at the CPL game between the Zoops, who won handsomely over the Amazon Warriors. Took a little bit of time to get home because we uh, had, uh, I will say, a ninety eight percent crowd. It was so loud, virtually.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we'll, we'll start with the uh, the CPL since you bring it up. St Lucia Zooks having quite a week. They won three in a row and uh, come back from near the bottom of the table to be right up there. Darren Sammy is leading from the front.
0: Yes, and um, they're now third. They are now th- third, and they needed to win at least uh, three at home. Well, they've now achieved that. Um, and basically, they, they must fancy their chances and take that confidence into Tuesday night's game against the Knight Riders. They could well push even up further and uh, i think the amazon warriors are gonna start winning soon gonna start winning too but last night i think basically lynn and smith really rocketed after a very slow start um after six overs there were 28 in the power play and then they really charged on lynn who obviously gonna play for australia very very soon batted magnificently smith. Couldn't take the second run. Guyana lost a lot of um, the second run. Um, Lynn was looking to go for the second run. Smith was not in the shape to go for the second run. But the key is that Guyana should have gotten 170 um, with that platformer. And neither Lynn batted to the end. And um, uh, the run seems 20 runs short. And after losing Fletcher early, Johnson Charles in front of his own crowd and in front of his own stand and Watson. It was the butcher and the surgeon. That's the, the best way I could I I, I can explain it. Charles was just hitting strong. I mean typical twenty twenty shots. A lot going over mid wicket, a lot going over mid on. And Watson, you know, playing maybe more cricket shots, the ultimate professional. And they want hands going up. What they've also done other than winning, their net run rate a, a shot to the sky. But, um, you know, great from the St. Lucia point of view, great for the spirits of the nation, I would think.
1: Well, great for the spirits in uh, St. Lucia when uh, uh, they compare that to the sadness of the Test match. We'll come on to that in, in a moment, but we'll stick with the CPL. As you say, uh, the Guyana Amazon Warriors, uh, one of the early leaders, they've, they've fallen away a little. Whereas Jamaica, they've uh, ploughed through and they've effectively already uh, qualified for the later stages.
0: Yes, I think one of the things that the new captain, Emirates said that they hadn't played for so long. I think they've been here for about five days and there might have been a little rusty. But I think they were well beaten. They, they just didn't get uh, the right uh, among the runs. And I don't believe that the selection of the bowlers, the selection of the bowlers uh, were probably correct. Maybe that's hindsight, but I expected a different lineup. I thought, that Paul Wins, who bowls w- wicket to wicket, bowls a heavy ball. I thought he would have come in in a more pacey, pacey um, track at the Darren Sami cricket ground. But the spin is going to work there. Pomal uh, went for plenty and, um, you know, the Zooks the, the look unstoppable.
1: Yeah, uh, one more game as as you indicate there in Saint Lucia before it all moves on uh, to to Florida. Uh, there was stories this week that uh, there was attempts being made to try and block those games there, Reds. But everything seems to be going ahead on schedule.
0: That is what the CEO of, of the CPL, um, Pete Russell, said. That all systems go and teams are leaving. Um, You know, I think the uh, the teams who came here and played, who were involved in the matches, they're all heading via Port of Spain up to Miami. So the, the only two right now may be remaining here um, is, in fact, the, the Zooks and the Knight Riders, and they are probably due to leave on, on, on Wednesday. All seem to be well. Tickets are going well. And there's a lot of, lot of tickets um, going all over the place. A lot of people coming from Toronto and coming from New York to Miami to, to, to watch it. Plus, uh, the, the very... Uh, South Florida crowd who don't have to get get a an airline ticket, they can just drive to the ground.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Well, we wish them the best of success for the, that leg. as Jockey for places for the, the final playoffs and yeah, we, we hope that it's uh, very enjoyable. Uh, I myself are going to be in the USA next week, but sadly not in Florida. I'm uh, away for a week at a friend's wedding uh, in California, but I, it'll be good times for me and I'll be interested to see if I can find it on the uh, uh, telly there, the TV to watch in the USA. Uh, you've been very busy there. Uh, you're talking about St. Lucia it. Uh, I know you've been very busy in uh, trying to energize enthusiasm for the uh, the upcoming test match there
0: well I think when you look at the pictures of what came out of Antigua I mean there were like two men and two dogs, a uh, very very small crowd and uh, I hope that my campaign in collaboration with the St. Lucia Tourist Board uh, will do a little better than that um, uh, so far we have been able to get some commitment from the Indian medical students, about 200 here, plus the Indian nationals who live here. We're starting to see banners go up, and that's coming from um, my effort, not from the organizing committee efforts. Uh, we should see more of that coming. I want to get one done by the market. Um, talking to the teachers' union, they have thousands of teachers on leave. and um, they can turn up. Uh, what's important, David, is to have a good crowd on the opening day. 2,000 people would be great. Two school teams who made the finals are coming. Uh, Rotary, I promised to come uh, with a Rotary 30 man party on the opening day. And, um, you know, we, we, we are hoping to get a 50 member Digicel posse. Um, I'm talking to Lucilek, the telephone. The power company, they might bring 30 members in hard hats. And I'm talking to also to the water, um, St. Lucia Water Authority. Maybe they like to send 30 men with hard hats and just make it a nice crowd, a few drummers. And, uh, you know, we have some tourists. The Hotel Association is involved. They're sensitizing the hotel workers and the tourists. And I'm going to ask uh, Julian Charles, for a statement asking, for cricketers to turn up. And this is a, a major side in India. They won handsomely. The Westernese can only play better by the time they get to Lucia. And there are a few other things um, in my basket of tricks that I haven't
1: said to you yet. Yeah, no, no, we'll we'll keep some of those up your sleeves uh, for for later or subsequent uh, uh, edition of this uh, this program. Uh, we'll talk about the test match in a little more depth in just a moment. But just just on that, uh, Reds, you've got this uh, test match coming up in St Lucia. We've talked about the CPO is just leaving there. Is the success of the CPL, the popularity of the CPL, against yet another, let's be honest, dismal West Indies Test performance, is this doing damage to the
0: profile of West Indies Test cricket? Can they keep coexisting? I think the, the basic things about small crowds um, is a question of whether your team is winning or not. And if they had pushed India into the fifth year, they would competed, It might have had an impact on the Jamaican crowds. Um, I think the CPL is a totally different kettle of fish. That's a party. That's slam-bam. Thank you, ma'am. It's over in three hours. People who do not necessarily go to cricket will go and hardly know the score at the end. Uh, That is entertainment. That is not just cricket. And um, uh, I think uh, test cricket is based on population. Test cricket is based on the the economy of of, of the various countries. Test cricket is based on whether your side is winning or not. I will think if you could turn the clock back and bring back a Clive Lloyd 11 or a Richards 11 or a late Sir Frank Warrior 11, you will see a few more people. Um, But uh, that, unfortunately, cannot be done.
1: Yeah, now that's, that's a harsh reality. The first Test match in Antigua. West Indies hammered yet again.
0: Uh, all too familiar a
1: story, unfortunately. I was surprised by the selection, Reds. I thought it was negative. I could understand them packing their batting if the intention was to try and draw the game. They didn't even get close to that. And I was very disappointed that they left out uh, Miguel Cummings.
0: Conservative selection. That was the policy. I mean, you had to give Cummins and Gabriel a chance as a combination to go at the Indian openers. And in a certain extent, for a short while, uh, Gabriel did that, but he just didn't have backup. Hmm. Uh, you have a situation where they played the extra all-rounder, both himself, rapid and uh, the captain, Holder, were bowling at 120 miles an hour. Now, on that Jamaican track, I mean, that's fodder. That's fodder. Um, I think the wrong team w- 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 was selected. Uh, I expected Johnson to have been left up, but I certainly didn't think that Miguel Cummins would be left up. And I want to be honest, all the batted very well in the second ends and ready to show that, you know, the, the, you can cope against the in- in attack. I didn't have him in my squad. Um, it caused some complications. Now, will they keep him there? Will they break Cummins in? Um, you can create a, an opportunity um, by playing um, hope in place of, of Blackwood. It's <laughs> difficult to see Blackwood getting back into the Sabina Park Test after getting not and not. I mean, you know, somebody has got to like him up there, as uh, the boxing story goes, uh, for him to play at Sabina Park. I know it's his home ground, but um, you know, Hope for a hundred against the Indian tourists. And he really must come in. Now, um, to keep Bradford and to bring in Cummins, you might have to sacrifice someone. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's it's it's, it's pointing it towards the all around the chase. Yeah. And that to me would be bad because you need someone to bowl long spells. And for the captain, Jason Holder, to use Bisou in shorter attacking spells. I still feel he's bowling. At two long spells, the shoulder drops, the length drops, and he becomes expensive.
1: No, I c- couldn't agree with you more. It would seem to me that the uh, the makeup of the side would necessitate two opening bowlers, Gabriel and Cummins, hold a bowling first change, and then, if you like, your stock bowler, who's got to get through a lot of overs and keep things tidy, depending on the pitch, it's either a fourth seam at Brathwaite or the uh, off-spinner chase, Ross Boston- Chase. Uh, There's also an argument for more overs of uh, the accurate lobs of Craig Brathway. It would seem to me, I agree with you, that Blackwood is unlikely to play on his home ground. He hasn't done anything to justify his, his place. He had a very poor domestic season as well. I'd like to see Johnson in the side. And I wonder whether Hope might not come in for Chandrika, who still, unfortunately, hasn't done enough in the test level. There's an irony to me, Reds, uh, with the batting, that the only guy in the West Indies side who you could genuinely say produced up to scratch with the bat to his own level in both innings was Devendra Bishu.
0: Yes, uh, I I would think so. I I would think that um, maybe he he bowled too many bad balls and... um, Laxman is ten to bowl bad balls, but he's bowling too long and too long spells. The spells need to be shortened. Greater impact, more attacking fields. I I think Chandrika has probably done just enough um, batting in the second, and he battled for a very long time. I see hope for Blackwood. I don't see hope for for, for Chandrika. And definitely, um, if they if they're thinking of leaving out Chase for whatever reason. Open the bracket. Will have to bowl uh, a lot more, and, and he's not just a part-time bowler. Um, he's he's good enough to turn himself into a very useful test bowler. Yeah.
1: Let's hope that there's an improvement in that second test. Uh, you saying earlier, Reds, how busy you've been lately. I know you've had a finger in many pies. You've been travelling around. You were in Antigua yourself, not for the test match, but for the West Indies uh, Cricket Awards evening uh, that uh, preceded the match. Uh, Marlon Samuels was the West Indies
0: Player of the Year. Stephanie Taylor was the, the, the ladies. And uh, was it a good evening, Reds? Yes, it was a good evening. Um, I must thank for the West Indies board for inviting me up. And... Uh, giving me equal equal um, comfort as the, the rest of the board. Um, awards are, are long. Awards are long because there are so many awards to be given. And let's face it, David, they had the West Indies team, they had the women's team, and they had as many as the West Indies L19 team as possible. Don't forget that some are, in fact, involved in franchise and We were not in Antigua or couldn't get to Antigua, so it was a long night. It was held um, in a a Liat hangar, which was nicely done up, a bit on the warm side. But I think what was, um, you know, always the problem with an awards is the length of 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 the awards. What I did find out is that uh, the West Indies Board. No statement has been made that they are now awarding 15 contracts to the women. 15 contracts to the women. And my understanding is, and that was not announced by any means, um, neither, neither was the, the role of Clive Lloyd in the future. My understanding is that the present CEO, Michael Murad, um, will be ending his term in October, will be hen, he, ending his contract and his association with, with the West Indies Board in October. Um, you probably will hear more of that later, whether the job will be advertised or whether there would be one of those companies who search for that kind of talent. But I would like to see a, a, a cricket type, uh, a, a person with a, with a cricket type background. Um, and uh, that's a story that has not broken yet. It's just about to be broken on this program.
1: Mm. Oh, well, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that.
0: And uh, we'll we'll keep our eyes peeled and our ears as well.
1: I know another contract that's up for renewal at the same time is uh, that of the director of cricket, Richard Pybus. Uh, We await to see whether he's going to continue in that or uh, there'll be somebody else in that role. Um, As we find out, we will let you know. Uh, You mentioned the women there, uh, Reds. their 50-over tournament was concluded recently. they now started their 20-over tournament. But there was a lot of criticism in Guyana that uh, a lot of these games, even though it wasn't literally raining, were abandoned because of waterlogged pitches. A lot of criticism that there wasn't the flexibility to move some of these games to some of the more main stadiums.
0: Yes, I, I think that, um, that that's something that I've read about. Well, not being there is hard to judge um, I always feel that when you have any tournament, any tournament at all, especially when you're playing from from away from the main grounds, you need to have as much backup uh, covering as uh, many tarballs as possible, uh, so you can cover um, the square and you can maybe go as far as to cover the 30-yard area, um, and uh, whether. Whether um, you know you and I could discuss this any further, I, I I'm not sure because you really need to be in Guyana. You really need to understand. Uh, I remember um, Saint Vincent borrowing covers from Saint Lucia when they had matches there, so extra covers, you know, coming in um, really helps a, a, a host association. But um, overall, I'm told it was very rainy and maybe covers in, in the final analysis might not have helped. But the point you make about switching uh, might have, might have solved uh, the problems of one or two games. Incidentally, I see that the last tournament being played, all the matches were played at Providence, and um, because of better conditions, uh, they, 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 were, they were all played. Yeah. Well, there's
1: been a lot of seasonal uh, and unpleasant weather in the Caribbean of late. One's always with cricket uh, in the hands of the, the gods, as it were, with, with the elements. Uh, another bit of news that uh, came out this week. Development on the Andre Russell drug test hearing. Initial uh, meeting was took place. Uh, the hearing itself, into his supposed uh, three violations for uh, missing uh, drug tests, his whereabouts... Um, The the hearing's going to be on September the 19th, 20th, but what was most interesting that that came out of this uh, was that uh, his uh, solicitor, uh, Patrick Foster, has actually challenged that there was actually three violations
0: and he is saying that there's only actually been two. Well, it's getting quite technical. We haven't seen the paperwork, David, and um, we'll just have to wait for further announcements, um, you know, and uh, it's interesting that you said the next hearing is in September. Uh, so that seems to be going on and on and on.
1: Well, that's very true, but uh, Andre Russell has been out of uh, uh, Jamaica quite a bit, and uh, I think they're just letting these things take their their time. But, um, yeah, that's, that's the development on that front, that uh, the next hearing of that will be September 19th, 20th. He does face a possible... T- anything up to a two-year ban, purely personal level, uh, he's a super cricketer. We hope that nothing like that occurs, but um, due process must take place. Uh, Have you been watching much of the England-Pakistan series uh, Reds
0: on the international stage? Yes, been watching, and um, well, certainly saw uh, a great Pakistan performance. Um, That was really an outstanding performance. Um, England has bounced back, but I think Surprise not only to me but surprise to a lot of former players that England have decided, um, you know, to bat on in in this test match before uh calling the day. I mean, uh, with such a huge lead and your bowling staff only bowling what um 60 overs, um, you know, I I would think there are a few captains like Mike Burley, um, I would think. Um, cigar I will think Ian Chappell, Clive Lloyd himself or Vivian Richards would have said bat again. You know, uh, Pakistan, you bat. Yeah, no, that,
1: it, it, it surprised me, Reds. But they've, batted, they've only batted for 40 overs or something. or oh, they've rattled up approaching 200. Uh, Pakistan have been set 565 in five and a half sessions. Um, one would think that that should be enough weather allowing. But uh, as we know from the history of uh, Manchester, where this test match is being played, uh, nothing is ever uh, that clear cut. Um, two questions um,
0: what did Pakistan make in the first and this?
1: Oh, you are putting me on the spot there. What did, they, what did Well, they
0: didn't make much, so know, um, um, offering them over six hundred runs hundred and ninety uh, or something yeah, well, I mean that that tells the story, and maybe it would be projected just as if it rains. For the next two days in Manchester it may well be
1: indeed uh, we shall see we shall see um, for the last five minutes or so uh, red we always like to uh, look back there's quite an obvious one to look back to which we're going to do in a moment but just to sort of tidy up one thing uh, you pulled me up quite rightly last week after the show that I hadn't we, we talked about uh, Harold Joseph and I didn't provide his uh, his career figures so just briefly for those that uh, were, were interested in that uh, Harold Joseph he played uh, between 1975 and 1988 for Trinidad and Tobago. In that time, he played 25 first-class games and took 75 wickets at just over 34. But his uh, breakthrough season was uh, 1981 when he took 23 wickets at uh, 26.05 and was one of the uh, cricketers of the year. So just to sort of uh, tidy that one up for you, Reds. Uh, but uh, our main feature, our main topic for the, for the last few minutes is in the ne- within the next week, it's going to be the 80th birthday of the greatest cricketer that uh, ever walked the planet, Sir Garfield Sobers.
0: Yes, and um, there is a big celebration planned. Um, I haven't seen the final list um, that will honour the, the great man. Um, I know a number of stars were invited. I'm just waiting to see from the organisers who are those stars. I'm trying to actually get in for the game. The voice of Barbados uh, trying to put together a team Mm. that would include someone who played with Cigarfield for Barbados and for the West Indies. um, Prof. Edwards, who was a fast bowler. Mm. Erskine King, who kept wicket for Barbados, who played with Cigarfield. And uh, someone like myself, who of course didn't play, uh, but uh, saw saw Cigarfield. Um, in 1955, was my first look against Australia, and it was a funny dismissal. Ian Johnson bowled to Sobers, he cracked him off the back foot, and he hit the instep of Billy Watson, and it, the ball looped up to Johnson, and the record books will show that Sobers scored bowled Johnson.
1: A great, a great cricketer. He gave a lovely interview last week on uh, Barry Wilkinson's fine programme there in the Caribbean his uh, weekly cricket show Line and Length. It was devoted to uh, uh, to, to Sobers and uh, he asked Sobers about uh, how he managed to you know, be a, a jack of all trades, or not just a jack of all trades a master of all trades. Bowling, left arm seam, uh, finger spin, wrist spin and, and and Sobers said he did whatever was required by the team. If the, If they were short of a leg spinner they slow left arm leg spinner. He would he would do that if they needed somebody to take the new ball. He did that and he turned himself into all
0: of these things. Quite remarkable. Well, you know, in his second in his second test series, his first against England when he got his first cap and his first wicket was Trevor Bailey caught by In the second series against Australia, he ended up opening the batting after a while. And they hit a brilliant 50-odd. I get um, the likes of Biller and, and, and Linwall. Most attacking shots you can ever think about. And th- those were just maybe signs of things to come. And did they come after that?
1: Mm. It's... Uh... It's often commented about his great exploits with the bat uh, and with the ball. Yeah, On, on a personal basis, I, I was never quite sure, how, having not seen him, how good a player he was. I remember when I was a young man trying to work out my all-time world team, and uh, I was I was daft enough to not put Sobers in it. Uh, and I showed it to my dad, and he queried, why have I not got Sobers in there? And I said, well, because I'm picking my best six batsmen, my best six footballers, and my best wicketkeeper. And he said, you fool. Sobers was was one of the greatest six
0: batsmen alone of all time. Well, I would have thought that after you did that, you would have lost all your pocket money for the next month. (laughs) But there there, is a sweet story um, on a calypso um, where um, someone calls the uh, fire station and reports a fire. And the, the, the um, fireman at the other end says, Not now, lady, not now. Sober Sobers is batting.
1: Uh, it must have been wonderful to see Sobers with bat ball in the field in his pomp. Um, thankfully, there's footage of it. But uh, I do hope that uh, somewhere on another plane there's a... Uh, a a time machine or something that we can all go and uh, see players like that play back in the past, as you were privileged to do, Reds.
0: Yes, I was lucky to see him play live for Barbados versus British Guyana. There were many test matches, and uh, I saw the footage of the 254 Mm. he made against Australia playing for the World XI and sat up in 1961 and heard the 132 he made in in that test match. He played some marvelous shots off of, off of Davison, off of Benno. I mean, you know, you can listen to radio and know that you're really missing a great in ends, hmm. a great in ends, you know. Um, he was quick footed, quick eyes, and he got in the position very early indeed, played short ball well, played spin well. He was, he was, the total package, and the world will never never see uh, another cricketer like that.
1: No, no, indeed. Um, the greatest cricketer ever. Oh, none. That's all we got time for this week, Reds. Uh, I want to thank you for joining me, and I know you always like to thank our listeners for joining us.
0: Yes, the feedback from John and out in the United States um, is is very good. Um, and we, we get our, our comments from people People would like to comment on what they would like to see for the second test. I don't have Blackwood. And, um, you know, one change at least, uh, hope should come in. And uh, we wait to see what they will do uh, with the bowling. But we can't have, we really shouldn't have uh, two men bowling at 120 miles an hour. At Sabina, you need Cummins and you need Gabriel in, in that kind of of, of, of all attack.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's hope we see something like that. And as you say, Reds, we'd be very interested to hear anybody's uh, suggested teams, what their thoughts are. If they want to drop us a line, they can do so at Willow at Outlook and uh, and we'll uh, and we'll answer you uh, or uh, or even comment in it, on it. Future programs, we're going to be taking a, a break now for for a fortnight. As I said earlier, uh, I'm away to the, the USA, so won't be here at this time next week. But uh, in a couple of weeks' time, Reds and I will review uh, what's happened in between, and hopefully that will include a, a, a second test, a, a victory in the second test match for the West Indies Reds.
0: Well, that will be so welcomed by Caribbean people. And help help my drive to get some illusions. To go and watch the third test.
1: <laughs> it would indeed. It would indeed. Well, that's when we'll be joining you again. Uh, this has been the Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean Cricket Podcast with Reds Pereira and me, David Orham, and we hope you can join us next time. Goodbye.